0: Well, this morning, I want us to think on and to meditate on and to practice Thanksgiving now I'm not referring to this past Thursday. We didn't expect you to come in with uh, big turkeys or side dishes or all those capital T Thanksgiving things, football games and and you know whatever traditions that we have in terms of the holiday no i'm I'm not referring to that this morning, I want us to think about giving thanks, thanksgiving, expressing our thanks. As as I mentioned already, and Greg as well, uh, today's a fun day. It's uh, the Sunday after the holiday, after the the long weekend, and and so we're hopefully mindful of giving thanks. But today is also the first Sunday of Advent. Those are the four Sundays before Christmas Eve, where uh, the church has historically reflected on The coming of the Lord Jesus, the first time, his first advent, the incarnation, God in the flesh. But also looking forward to the fact that one day he will come again. And so it really is a wonderful, wonderful weekend. It's worth also remembering that as Christians, we we don't need um, a holiday to give thanks. And and again, don't get me wrong, I, I love Turkey Day or Thanksgiving Day, all those things. I mean, I love getting together, even... Granted, this year is different probably for all of us. It was a different Thanksgiving holiday, um, but we don't need that. In fact, um, the Scriptures from beginning to end make it clear that our lives as sons and daughters of the King are to be marked by giving of thanks. So let me just kind of tell you what we're going to do tomorrow. I want to give you a little bit of a a heads-up warning. So I want to just remind us of a bunch of Scriptures that speak of giving thanks. We'll talk a little bit about one of them in particular. But then, we're going to do that as a church. Hopefully you all have a song book, And in fact, I'll just have you right now kind of draw your attention to the last uh, page, last two pages there, uh, the song 10,000 Reasons. You see, um, there's some parts in that song on this book that are highlighted in yellow, and what's going to happen? Uh, we're we're going to pray together as a church, and it's a little harder to hear out here. Some of you have masks on, and that's great, um, and we're spread out, and that's great. But but I'm hoping that when we get to this song, uh, Greg and I are gonna are gonna stop mid-song and kind of prompt you with those lines, and we just want short little outbursts, or, or that's probably not the best word, like popcorn, you know, responses with those, those, those prompts so that we as a church spend time giving thanks today. And, uh, and we're going to do that, we'll sing this song, uh, we'll welcome the kids back, and then we'll eat uh, and enjoy uh, our, our lunch together. So that's kind of a little bit of where we are headed. So we already heard Psalm 105. Greg read that for us as we started this morning. Let me, let me read you Psalm 95, verses 1 and 2. Oh come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Or... Psalm 100, verses 4 and 5. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. We're going to come back to Psalm 100 in a few moments. Moving to the New Testament, and by the way, that's just like a crumb <laughs> size smattering of, of the psalms that speak of giving thanks and and, and whatnot. Um, but just so you're aware, of, I think something a lot of you know. We're told to do this, God's people did this. Uh, but now moving into the New Testament, um, it seems... That giving thanks, thanksgiving, was a regular part of the early church's worship life. Consider, for example, this verse, one verse from 1 Corinthians 14, uh, verse 16. This has to do where the Apostle Paul is speaking to the church about when they gather and some things they were doing that he wanted to help correct and, and get them on the right path. And he says in verse 16 of chapter 14, Otherwise, if you give thanks with your spirit, how can anyone in the position of an outsider say amen to your thanksgiving when he does not know what you are saying. So it seems like he's speaking there of some that were speaking in tongues giving thanks in the gathering. And and again, this isn't about tongue speaking as much as it is to see that they did that when they when they gathered, they they gave thanks. The Apostle Paul instructs the churches to give thanks to God for all things in Ephesians 5:20. He says, "Giving thanks always and for everything" To God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is part of God's will, in fact. First Thessalonians five, sixteen and eighteen say, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I love how Paul puts it there note how it says we are to give thanks in all circumstances not necessarily for all circumstances and that's huge for us right let's just acknowledge it in in 2020 8 months and counting into the pandemic and all of the ripples because of it and the collateral damage i mean what a what a year it is and it's a different year. It's a hard year. I've been talking to more and more people in our own church family that, that have, and again, I'm not a psychiatrist, but so, so it's not like a diagnosis officially, but, but for a lot of folks, there's a low-grade depression this year and some more, some, some less, just struggling One writer, I I just was reading recently in in a post, he he put it like this. In this year, we've lost moments. We've had distance relationships, dashed dreams, canceled celebrations, multiple disappointments and discouragements, and, and death. And that list, he writes, is only representative, right? It's not even exhaustive. These are all accurate descriptions and reflections of what we have experienced and it expresses some of how we are processing those experiences. So it is a difficult year. And even this morning to sing praise and, and to give thanks, we don't do it because like we're just plastic people. But it's all about who God is and that He is faithful in spite of coronavirus pandemic and the collateral damage in spite of everything god remains faithful and so in every circumstance we can do what the scripture calls us to the, the same writer goes on and he says we do not deny or act as if these things are, are not real but because of christ they do not have the final say the virus, its effects, they impact us, but they do not ultimately control us. That's if we are trusting in our sovereign, good, faithful God. So really, it kind of poses the question, will we still be people that give thanks in all circumstances, even in 2020? Will we? Will we do what God calls us to? And remember, everything God calls us to, he empowers so calling us to give thanks, his grace is already there. His grace is already there. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, a very famous verse, says, do not be anxious about anything. That's hard to do. I love, in fact, it says it inside, that same word where Paul says, do not be anxious about anything. Paul the apostle himself In 2 Corinthians, I believe it is, speaks of his anxiety for all the churches. (laughs) So, you know, Paul was a real, real guy. He wasn't sitting up in some tower, you know, with with no concerns, right? Let's remember all that he went through the, the shipwrecks, eventually, the imprisonments, right? Most of his letters being written from prison alone. So, even so, he would say back to Philippians, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, Listen to this string here. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. We are to fight the anxious realities by praying, by giving requests, and included in that is having giving of thanks. Thanksgiving. Or... To Timothy, he would write in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. And again, we're just trying to get a summary of how prevalent giving of thanks was for the early church. In 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2, he says, First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. And he goes on, of course, to speak of kings and all who are in high position. As part of worship, Christians are to offer these petitions, these supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks to God for all people. The scriptures speak of the gospel spreading and, and the generosity of, of various saints as being an occasion for thanksgiving in 2 Corinthians 4 and chapter 9. And then at the end of the New Testament, when you get to Revelation The four living creatures in chapter 4, verse 9, the angels in chapter 7, verse 12, and the 24 elders in chapter 11, verse 17, they're all before the Lord in the heavenly throne room providing a model of praise and giving thanks, giving thanks. So the Bible from start to end is filled with God's sons and daughters, the church practicing thanksgiving now let me return to psalm 100 verses 4 and 5 just for a few moments the psalmist writes enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks right it's repeated twice there enter with thanksgiving give thanks bless his name now let me just remind you for for the old testament saints to come before the gates and and before the courts that that was speaking of going to the temple and and we might think oh that's like them going to a church service sort of sort of but for for god's saints then to go to the temple was to experience god the temple was where god's presence was most directly manifested they they came to his gates His presence with thanksgiving. They they came to the courts. His presence with praise. To give thanks. To bless his name. And then verse 5. I love that first word. For purpose. Why did they come to his presence? To give thanks and to bless and to praise. Because the Lord is good. His steadfast love. His covenant love, right? Faithful love, like the Jesus Storybook Bible puts it, his never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. It endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. Because of who God is, they come into his presence to give thanks, to praise and we need to remember, so we don't go to a temple to experience the Lord's presence. No, we we believe, we understand that whereas God's people then had to go to the temple to experience his presence, now we are able to enter his presence because it's been made possible through Jesus Christ who opened the way, as the writer to the Hebrews puts it, chapter ten of Hebrews verses nineteen to twenty two. with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Jesus opened the way for us to come before the Lord's presence directly. Or as Jesus himself put it very succinctly in John 14, verse six, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Church, This morning, we are to give thanks for God's steadfast love, his faithfulness. Because we have direct access now because of the Lord Jesus. Because of the Lord Jesus. And it's fitting, again, as I've said today, on this Sunday after the holiday, but also on this first Sunday of Advent. Remember, Advent means coming. And so it's this season we're, we're looking toward Christmas. And, and we have a Christmas tree. A bunch of you have brought some ornaments, I think, to, to put on the trees. It's our, our family, church family Christmas tree we'll be putting out each week. But Christmas um, and, and the Advent season is not just about wishing Jesus a happy birthday. There, there might be a place to help, you know, the youngest in our world think of Christmas that way. But, but it's so much more than that, right? That, that's, that's, that's all it is. If it's just happy birthday, Jesus, that's, that's borderline blasphemy. Instead, the incarnation, God in the flesh, the, the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, the eternal Logos came into space and time to, to make that way that I just read about so that we could be washed and cleansed and be forgiven and, and know God, and he ascended after his, his death, burial, resurrection, and time on earth. And he's now at the right hand of the Father. And, and the next to-do item on, on God's uh, agenda is to return. And we don't know when that is, but we, we look for it. So Advent season, Christmas season is, yes, thinking about his first coming on Christmas. But in these weeks leading up, we just want to keep reminding you, he came, he's present, but he's coming back. He's coming back and we, we look and we long for that time. He's come and he's coming again. So even today now on this first Sunday of Advent, on the Sunday after Thanksgiving, remember the prophecy of Micah, chapter five, verse two. The prophet Micah prophesied, but you, O Bethlehem, Ephratath, you who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me, One who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Today we consider these amazing truths and we we give thanks. Yes, in our spirits, I think many of you have and are. But as I said already, I want us to practice this as a church gathered this morning. So to get us started, before we get to 10,000 reasons and, and pray there, uh, here's here's a prompt. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for... So in a moment, I'll start us off, and I'm going to say those lines. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for... And I'm just going to give a short something that comes to mind. And then I want some of you to say those same words. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks for... and And just say something. This is not a time to seek his hand. No, we want to seek his face with thanksgiving. Just what what comes to mind to say heavenly father i give you thanks for okay very simple so let's let's just do this together and i'll i'll start as i said heavenly father i give you thanks for our church family and that we are gathered this morning someone else heavenly father thank you for prayer for the invitation to come Before you, and again, because of the Lord Jesus, we can make us people of thanksgiving. Even even today as we gather, stretch us to be people of thanksgiving. We pray in the name of our Savior. Amen.